what a miracle that first Christmas when God became a man to live with mankind. When Jesus became one of us to live and to die for us. What a miracle. Isn't that what we need again this Christmas? A miracle? On Christmas Eve, there's always that hope. Let's do more than hope for it. Let's pray for a miracle right now. Lord, I pray that out of your glorious riches, you will strengthen us with power through your Holy Spirit in our inner being so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. And I pray that we, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love which surpasses knowledge. Amen. That would be a miracle, wouldn't it? If Jesus actually lived in our hearts and if we could know the unknowable, a miracle indeed. Guess what? Miracles still happen. Especially on Christmas Eve, perhaps, but but not just tonight. For those who are in Christ, miracles are happening all around us all the time. We just need to open our eyes to see them. Like the, the miracle we just prayed for. Now I have to tell you, those were not my words. You you maybe figured that out, either because you recognize them from Scripture or because they obviously were too lofty for me to have come up with myself. Those are the words of St. Paul, written to the Christians living in the city of Ephesus. They, They are Paul's prayer for the Ephesian Christians. But they're also my prayer for you. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I I want nothing more for you this Christmas. What I most want you to have is Jesus living in your heart. That's what he most wants. It's why he came to this earth 2,000 years ago. It, It wasn't because this world's such a wonderful place. He just had to experience it for himself. Or because the people of this world loved him so much that that he wanted to come and receive their praise and, and adoration in person. No, the reason that Jesus wanted to live on this earth is that where he really wants to live is in your heart. May Christ dwell in your heart through faith. That's our Christmas prayer. That's the Christmas miracle that we're looking for. A miracle that is no less spectacular than the one we're celebrating right now. In fact, it might be an even bigger miracle. Because in one way, it it wasn't such a big deal for, for God to come to this earth. He just did it. Didn't need anybody's permission. He didn't ask if everybody was ready. He just came. Nobody could stop him. Once he was here, nobody could make him leave. In contrast to that, coming into our hearts is a very big deal. Because he won't force his way in. 
he has given to each of us the incredible power to keep him out or once he's in to kick him out. I pray that none of us will do that. I'm joining with St. Paul in praying that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Don't you just love that word dwell? We don't use it so much these days. I'm kind of wondering if that's because in our fast-paced world, few things are permanent. And, and that's what the word dwell implies, a sense of permanence. Jesus wants to dwell in your heart. But there is something we need to know about that. He, he wants to dwell there, not as a guest, but as the owner. It certainly would take a miracle for that to happen, wouldn't it? For us to, to give up control of our lives and, and ownership of our hearts. But that miracle happens. Whenever the Holy Spirit works in, in us faith or, or works in us to increase our faith. Maybe we should uh, take a step back though and, and ask why it is that Jesus wants to live in your heart. Is it because yours is the best heart around? The, the largest, fanciest, most luxurious living quarters he could find? Or maybe there's a darker reason. Maybe he wants to add your heart to his collection. Or, or maybe he just wants to see how many lives he can control. We know better than that. Jesus wants to live in our hearts for the same reason he wanted to live on this earth. Because he loves us dearly. He wants to live in our hearts and to fill our hearts with, with everything that he brings with him. You know, in a, in a normal year, college students would be coming home for Christmas for a two or, or three or four week break. And when they come, they bring stuff with them. Laundry, luggage, electronic devices, books so they can study. Okay, maybe no books. But when they come home, they bring things with them. The same thing happens when Christ makes our hearts his home. And when he moves in, he brings things with him. Things like peace and love and joy, and hope. May Christ dwell in your heart through faith. He ought to dwell there, don't you think? I mean, he bought it. He, he paid for it. Not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood and, and his innocent suffering and death. And he bought your heart as is. He didn't demand that the, the previous owner make certain uh, repairs or improvements first. He didn't offer or make a purchase offer contingent upon your heart passing inspection or his lining up financing. He bought it as is. And he arranged his own financing. Even though the interest rate was so high that, that it cost him his life. He bought it as is, even though your, your heart and mine was in 
terrible shape. Miserable shape. It was worthless, really. That's the word. Worthless. Except it's not the word that Jesus used. He saw your heart and mine differently. He saw them not as as being worthless, but as being priceless. Worth any price he had to pay. That's how much he wants to dwell in your heart. And think about that for a minute. He could live anywhere in the universe that he chose. He chose your heart. He bought it. He owns it. More than anything, he wants to live there. But he won't if you don't want him to. He is still as meek and mild as ever. And he won't go where he isn't wanted. Now that trait of being meek and mild offended some people when Jesus first walked the earth and it still offends some people today, but he isn't going to change. And he won't go where he isn't wanted. May Christ dwell in your heart through faith. Now I'm going to assume that everybody here wants that. That we want Christ to dwell in our hearts, otherwise we wouldn't be here tonight. And he does. But I have to ask this question. Where in your heart have you put him? I'm going to use an analogy now. That sometimes it seems as, as if Christians, and probably all, I'm sure all of us at one time or another, but, but it seems as if, if Christians put Jesus into the basement. Locked up, except on Sundays, and maybe not that often. Tucked away, where they don't have to run into him if they don't want to, or or where nobody else can, can really see him. Is that us? Do we put Jesus into the basement? Or do we invite him into the living room? That analogy could be extended quite a bit. I'm not going to tonight. I'm uh, I'm just going to limit it to those two options. Do we put Jesus into the basement of our heart? Or do we welcome him into the living room, the main room? Where he's a part of our lives every day. Where he can, can influence everything that we think and do and say. I'm sure you know which of those options he wants you to choose. But do you know why? It isn't because he has some need to be the center of attention or to see how many lives he can control. It's because he wants all of our Christmas prayer, our Christmas miracle to come to pass. So far we've only been talking about the first part of it, that that Christ would dwell in our hearts through faith. But, But there's more than that, remember? I pray that we, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love which surpasses knowledge. Another miracle. To know what is unknowable. To grasp by faith 
The love of God, which is so great that we couldn't begin to get our arms around it, let alone cram it into our heads and into our understanding. To know the unknowable. Isn't that what Christmas is all about? Isn't that what the angels announced to the shepherds and, and what the shepherds witnessed at the manger and what Mary pondered in her heart? To know this love which surpasses knowledge. That's the love of Christ. Love that is so pure, so boundless, so self-sacrificing that it's way beyond anything that, that we had ever experienced before or, or beyond anything that we could possibly produce ourselves. The love of Christ. Unknowable, but known just the same. Impossible, but real just the same. That's a miracle. No, that's the miracle. The Christmas miracle. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.